You know, Eleanor Roosevelt once said, learn from the mistakes of others. You can't live long enough to make them all yourself. And today we're going to talk about some money mistakes that you might regret. We also want to talk about how you can avoid them because, hey, there's a lot of mistakes that are out there. We're all human. We make them. But if you could foresee these financial mistakes ahead of time and avoid them before they happen, wouldn't you prefer to go that path? Well, we're going to talk about some real life stories today. We're going to help you arm yourself with some essential do's and don'ts to ensure the money is working for you and not against you. That's coming up today on Perfect Game Retirement. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the windup and the delivery. Welcome into the show. Glad to have you once again. I'm Ben George with Ryan Ledman, president and financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management. Ryan, how are you today? We're good. I guess when this sucker is released, it's going to be, what, Thanksgiving? <sighs> Probably getting close, yeah. <laughs> and the holidays crazy. come uh, they come fast and furious right now. They do, man. It's like you feel like you get your kids' school supplies, and then the next thing you know, it's Christmas. Uh, yeah. that's, that's pretty much the way the way it is. But everybody says the as you get older, the, the wheel of life spins up, and it's 100% accurate. Oh, man, isn't it? Y'all, uh, is Thanksgiving a big deal in your family? Uh, yeah, pretty big deal because, my, well, my, my daughter's birthday is right around that time. I think she, gosh, if my memory serves me correctly, she was born either, I think, on Thanksgiving um, That's cool. back when she was born in 2010. So, yeah, it's always a, a pretty big deal. So we're actually going to Dollywood uh, this year. Oh, and nice. Celebrating her her birthday and not not going to go to Disney and do the Dollywood thing. We'll head, we'll head north instead of heading yeah. south. So we're looking forward to... <laughs> Looking forward to that, but uh, yeah, it's always a good time to get with uh, to be with family. So we're going to go th- from there to Asheville. We got some family that live in Asheville, so we're going to go there for Thanksgiving Day. Nice spending some time in the mountains, then, huh? Oh yeah, love it, love it up there. Yeah, it's beautiful, North Georgia into um, East Tennessee and, and West North Carolina. It's just a beautiful part of the country for sure. And no doubt. I know more and more people are discovering that, so it's definitely yeah, getting more yeah. crowded. Uh, yes, people are flooding flooding to those areas. They're starting to realize that they don't like people as much as they <laughs> thought, so they're trying to get away. And hey, what do you know? There's more people there too. So <laughs> yeah, no escape, but it is beautiful. Well, hope you have a good Thanksgiving and, and hopefully uh, you listening have a great Thanksgiving and a great holiday season as well. Uh, we got a good show for you com- coming up for you today. As I talked about, we we're going to spend some time on these money mistakes and just trying to help people out, right? Because I know, you know, part of what you do with having years of experience, you know, you've come across and you've seen examples of mistakes that people have made where they come in and say, hey, Ryan, I did this. I, I want to try to correct this. But your goal and what you can do is take that experience and help apply that, hopefully, to the people you work with. So you know, the goal is to help avoid these mistakes in the future for everyone. Yeah, I mean, mistakes are going to happen. I mean, that's that's our job just to try to help prevent those mistakes. But sometimes you people have to do what they have to do. And, and, and I know, especially again, being a being a Ramsey advisor and having leads come through there, I, I, sometimes people will share. They're kind of hesitant, like, well, you know, I had to do. It's okay. I mean, sometimes that happens and sometimes we have to learn from our mistakes, if you will. But in the moment, maybe it seems like it's the right decision. But that's where a lot of times our job comes into play. It's not just managing people's investments. That's technology and software helps us out with that a lot now, but it's being a voice of reason and and taking the emotional side of these things out of the equation and hopefully preventing these things. But that's kind of what the topics of today is going to be about 
okay, what, what can we do to prevent those things? Again, as we go through this, I encourage you to check out the website, blackoakam.com. Learn all about Black Oak Asset Management. Uh, there are different office locations, plus some resources and tools that Ryan offers you through the website uh, just for visiting. And, of course, our podcast is there as well and coming up on 100 episodes. So there's a lot we covered through the last couple of years. So be sure to check that out. I know there will be something probably that uh, if you have a question about, we probably address in some capacity. But if you want to follow up and get uh, more into a detailed conversation about your situation, you can do that by calling 470-508-0508. All right, let's start off here, Ryan, with uh, something we kind of talked about a little bit last episode, but let's carry it in. So the money mistake people make is is pulling money out of their IRAs too early. Do you ever do you have do you hear about this, Ryan? These regrets of hey, I, I probably should not have pulled that money out uh, as early as I did. Yeah, and and like I mentioned, sometimes it is needed, but that's again my job is to take them through. Okay, if we do this, if you need to do this, here's what needs to happen. If it's it's a if it's a premature IRA withdrawal, we got to factor in federal. We got to factor in state because most of my clients are in the southeast and have state tax, with the exception of Tennessee and Florida. But we have to factor in state, and then you got to factor in a ten percent penalty on top of that. So it pretty easily you get to about thirty-five to forty-five percent that you are going to take a haircut on. So the IRS is not complaining; they get all that money from you. So they don't care if you take that money out early. But a lot of times there, there may be other avenues. Um, what what else can we do to prevent something like that? Sometimes there is no prevention, but that's where the education of having an emergency fund, having other liquid assets to be able to cover emergencies. If it is an emergency, that's what that emergency fund is there for. I've had clients take money out because of a business venture. Um, so, I, okay, I get it. I understand is there maybe getting a bank loan, maybe a better solution because of how much they're charging in interest rates. I know interest rates are higher, but it's also not 35 to 45% that you're, you're taking a haircut of. Now, one little caveat with a premature IRA withdrawal, you do have 60 days. If you take money out, you do have 60 days to get that money back in to prevent those taxes and penalties. Uh, some people don't realize that. So it's almost, you don't want to think of it as a bridge loan, but because not everybody has the ability and capacity to pay that back. But there is a caveat, a 60-day rule that you can get that money back in and you avoid those taxes and penalties. But most of the time, that's not the case. Most of the time, people take it out and they have to pay that amount out. So we're there to try to walk people through it and show other options. But more times than not, people regret taking that money out early because of what it does, not only from a taxation standpoint, but from a nest egg standpoint as well. Yeah, 60 days comes quick, doesn't it? If you if you think, okay, yeah, I got two months to pay this back, it, that's pretty difficult to do unless you have a, a pretty tight plan in place. Yeah, it, it is it is very difficult. Most people don't don't necessarily know about it until we, we discuss it. So maybe it makes the, the IRA withdrawal more attractive, but yeah, usually it's it's money's not in hand within that sixty days. All right. As we talk through some money mistakes, I know there are probably a number of people, Ryan, that get to retirement or get close to that and they look back and go, Man, I wish I didn't spend as much as I did during uh some of my better earning years. I know this this happens to a lot of people as income starts to increase, you start feeling, okay, I got a little bit more to spend here instead of saying, okay, I actually have more I can actually save right now. Yeah. I think everybody's guilty of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we're all guilty of letting lifestyle creep in a little bit. Uh, we just have to make a plan for it. I try to I preach to my clients on, Hey, when you get pay raises, 
take a portion of it. Don't don't necessarily have to save all of your pay raise or bonus, but do do save some of it. I, I get cost of living continues to increase and things are expensive. And my gosh, buying a new vehicle or a down payment on a house, it's like, I, I don't know how people coming out of college do it. Maybe that's why they live at home for so long hmm. uh, because of these, these expenses that, yeah, were expensive, but they weren't hamstringing people into not owning a home or not being able to get a vehicle and, and leasing a car or, or, or financing a car for seven, eight years. I mean, that's just crazy to think about. But in the, your peak earning years, and for most people, that's in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Most of the time, it's in their 50s. Well, in um, myself, I include in this. So we had kids a little bit later. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to have still kids at home when I'm turning 50 years old. So, and they're going to be in their expensive years. <laughs> College is going to be coming up by then. So you, you have your, your income earning years are better, but then they're a lot of times uh, more expensive years. Now, if you had kids earlier, maybe you're already ahead of that curve and, and, and kids are out of the house. Uh, one of my other advisors is only, uh, gosh, seven years older than I am, and his kids are grown and gone, and one's getting married and one's about to. I'm like, man, we are in completely different stages yeah. of life. I got a fourth <laughs> grader and a seventh grader. <laughs> but hey, that's you know, it, it's different for everybody. But m- making a plan for when you get pay increases, you have to. Now you have to increase a little bit uh, because the standard of living and cost of living is so high as it continues to go up with inflation, but you do need to carve off a certain portion into your 401k, some sort of an investment vehicle that you are using. You have to make a plan for that because again, college expenses are only going to continue to increase. Cost of living is going to continue to increase. So there's going to be a savings and retirement dilemma for, I think my generation and our generation, generation X, I don't think they're saving enough. Some are, but for the most part, they're not because I think a lot of them don't realize that their retirement is solely based on them. There's not as many pensions out there anymore. And we're, we're buying hundred thousand dollar vehicles like we can afford them. And most people can't, I know they can't. Um, and they're spending that much money on just a vehicle that we ride around in. I mean, that used to be a house <laughs> that you used to buy. Now it's a vehicle. So make a plan for it and don't let that lifestyle creep in too much. Do you have any kind of general savings guidance you give people like, Hey, just no matter what, try to take off you know X percentage of your paycheck and put it into savings or, or contribute into some kind of retirement account. Yeah, I mean, we try to preach at least ten percent of overall savings, and then okay. when people get, obviously, you know, Dave on the radio talks about fifteen percent. That's that's because of cost of living. That's pretty difficult. I, I'm just going to be honest with people. Uh, I mean, try to get to at least ten percent. Hey, if you got a match, and that's ten percent of your income. Right. If you get a match, don't include that. Um, it's, it's easier for people to go, Oh, let's include that. I get a 5% match. I save five. Boom. There's my 10. Ideally save 10 of your own. I don't have a hard, fast rule on if you get a, you know, 10% pay increase, you know, take right. 30% of that 10%. I don't have a hard, fast rule on that, but I just tell people to make a plan for it. A lot of my clients get bonuses, you know, and it's based off of the, the fiscal or the calendar year, which is usually most people's fiscal year. And then they get that bonus in in February or March. So I have a whole slew of clients that I know get those, and we reach out to them and go, okay, what do you want to do with this? You know, a lot of a lot of bonuses have their four hundred one k contributions put in there, but bonuses are are the taxes withheld or at a very high clip. So 
you may get a thirty, forty thousand dollar bonus, and then you got like eighteen grand left over. Like, what in the world? <laughs> well, four hundred one k contributions usually go into it, and then your your uh, high federal and state tax rate comes out of that as well. But making a plan for that money when you do get it is uh, is a big priority for us. Okay, so if you can just aim for ten percent, as and as your income increases, you know that that ten percent amount will increase with it. But targeting that will will help you kind of. Uh, be stay on the right track but if you could do more and, go ahead one, sorry sorry one other thing too and, and in speaking of your point that you just made if you have a 401k plan through work check and see if it has an automatic increase each year to your percentage that you were putting away i highly recommend people do that because you will not miss one percent if right. you're putting in 10 and then this time next year it all of a sudden ticks up to 11 you will not miss that one bit, and it just keeps going until you max out your 401k. So the best way to build in discipline is to do an automatic increase, set it at your 401k plan. I don't think I've seen one that doesn't have that feature, but if you're not sure, ask somebody, ask an HR person, but definitely do that. Yeah, that's great advice. All right, talking about money mistakes you'll regret and talking through how to avoid them. Let's talk college tuition since you brought that up and you're going to be facing that down. Hopefully your kids might get a scholarship, Brian, uh, based on their <laughs> what we've talked about here on the show. But in the event that they don't, you know, a lot of people right now, parents, are looking back and going, man, you know, paying for college, is it's rough right now. We, we all know it's an ex- one of the, the largest expenses out there and it costs so much to raise a kid through college. But you know, what are the alternatives right now? So when you look back and the regret is, oh, I paid so much for college. I wish maybe I did it differently. How do you advise people in this boat, Ryan, to make sure they don't make this money mistake because they want to help out their kids, but you know, how much is too much? I think this, this topic is, I think, trending, starting to trend in the right direction. That's good. Meaning I think people are more cognizant of what they're spending because costs are getting so high. We're looking at student loan rates being as high as they are now because of interest rates being so high and really looking at what are we paying for and what are we getting? What is your, you know, what major are you doing? Do you really even need college? Don't just do it because it's a rite of passage and you want your kid to have that college experience. I get it. It's, it's, it's a fun time for a lot of people going to a big campus or if that's what you want to do or going to school with a friend, that's fine. But because of costs are getting so high, I think people are starting to be more aware of it. And just because you want to go to an out-of-state school, and I had this conversation with a client the other day, this is zero disrespect whatsoever to these schools. So don't get your feathers ruffled when I say this, but they were looking at uh, and this sounds biased because I went to Georgia, but they were looking at University of Georgia, Clemson, Auburn. Okay. In the grand scheme of things, those all are interchangeable. Like they are basically yeah. the same school, you know, from a 10,000 foot view. But the cost, if you live in the state of Georgia, going to Clemson and going to Auburn, it was insane of how much the cost was per year. And I'm like, are you really getting that bang for a buck? I mean, it was almost double. Mm. And you look at that and go, okay, you're not really getting that big of a benefit. I mean, you know, you apply to a school one day and sub in any one of those three. It's that any one of those three schools are not separating you at a job interview. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so being cognizant of that, and the person was like, yeah, but if they get into Georgia, that is where they're going to go to school. I mean, it's just, 
I'm paying for it and I'm not paying 50 K plus at these other two institutions and paying 27, 28, 29,000 at the university of Georgia, you know, transplant them and put them in Alabama. Same thing. You're not going to Georgia or Clemson. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, go to Auburn, get in-state tuition. So people are being way more cognizant. Yeah. Scholarships. That's even better. If you can apply for as many as you can apply for grants, there's so many things, untapped resources every single year. Um, yeah, would it be great if my kids do? Yeah, uh, I'm not banking on that, but it would be it would be great. But don't make that your your college savings plan is putting your kid through early training so they make a scholarship. <laughs> Invest one in that now, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, Ryan, it's true though. You you unless you have a really specific uh, area of study that you know few places offer or school really specializes in then yes i mean it school to school doesn't really matter i know it might feel like it for for a kid like hey i gotta go with my friends or you know this is the biggest decision of my life but you know as soon as you get out and you get five or so years away from college you're like i mean could have gone anywhere and and you'd much rather have that money to put towards your future on the back end Mm -hmm. yeah exactly right i mean it yeah, so true. I mean, again, s- some people don't need school anymore because of the blue-collar jobs who don't need – they may need just technical training. Those are going by the wayside, so there's huge demands for that. Uh, so if the, if you have a skill of, of wanting to do something like that, you can go ahead and start making money at an early age and making really good money. So some people don't even need need school anymore. Mm-hmm. All right, we're continuing on some money mistakes. Um People want to retire early. That's a goal that I think more and more people have. But doing so uh, without a plan can really hurt you. So if you get out of the workforce too early, you're going to regret that potentially because it can hurt you in a number of ways, right? It could really cost you in retirement. Yeah, I mean, got to have a plan for it. Obviously, the certain types of accounts that you have to be aware of uh, that subject you to penalties for taking it out too soon. So we need to be aware of, um, you know, certain types of accounts like non-qualified or brokerage accounts that you can access early and get to those things uh, and not pay huge penalties. You may have certain tax ramifications, but sometimes if you retire too soon and you don't have access to these accounts, uh, it could be trouble. But also at the same time, you may retire too early and feel like, okay, gosh, I'm burning through this money <laughs> a whole lot quicker. And then trying to go back and get a job, that's even even more difficult. I mean, age discrimination is supposed to not be a thing, but let's call it what it is. It is a thing. So trying to get back into the workforce or doing something just to offset the depletion of your accounts, I mean, that could be catastrophic. And then trying to go back and, and going to work or really cut your lifestyle down. That's difficult to do. You know, when some people say, oh, I hear I need 60% of my, you know, working income. I'm like, no, no, no. You need to shoot for way more than that. Maybe you can scale back to that one day, but when you first retire, you don't cut your lifestyle by 60%. It just doesn't happen. I've, I've seen it too many times. It does not happen. So, um, making, making a plan for, Hey, let's look at 80 to 90% of our, income while we were working to see if that um, is doable. And and you got to factor in inflation, you got to factor in economic downturns, you got to factor in market downturns. So if you don't do that, it could be a rude awakening for you. Yep. Sure could. 
All right. When people get into uh, retirement, too, and, and you start to face that, those taxes that come with those tax-deferred saving or savings, and you look back and you say, man, I, I wish I would have uh, looked more into Roths when I had the chance. And I know Roths are becoming more popular and more people are aware of them. There's still a, still a big regret for a lot of people, right, that they didn't take advantage of that opportunity when they had it. Yeah, you, definitely. You hear less and less of it because people are more aware of it. Some people did not have access to it uh, when these when these retirement plans were created. And then even if they did have access to a Roth 401k or 403b, it was not added until later on. And some people weren't even aware of it. So that's the biggest thing you can do as a participant in a 401k plan. If you don't think you have a Roth option, ask. Because more times than not, it, they're, every single year plans are being added, the, that Roth component to it. For years, it was barely heard of, and now I think uh, it's about 40% of all plans have Roth 401ks. Soon, it will eventually be 100% because the Secure Act 2.0 added other components, added like simple IRAs. They're going to have a Roth component. SEP IRAs are going to have a Roth component. Those have never had a Roth component to them. So as they add more and more of that, they're going to be more aware of it, and uh, I think it'll be less and less of a problem. I know some people are like, well, I make too much money. I can't do an outside Roth IRA. I don't have access to a Roth 401k in my, in my retirement plan. Maybe that's, maybe that's true, at least for now, but continue to stay, stay on top of that. There is such a thing called a backdoor Roth, which there's some rules and ramifications to that I won't get into today, but backdoor in a Roth uh, could be a possibility if you make too much money. Um, but some people do have access to a Roth, and, they, and they're making a lot of money now, and they think, well, I need the tax-deferred savings now. Again, that may be true, but depending on your age and when you're going to retire, even high-income earners, let's be real. I mean, the, the, the highest tax bracket is 37% right now. That's still relatively low if you look at history. I, I know it's a little bit painful paying taxes now as we go, but again, when that money's in a Roth and it's compounding and, and you don't have to worry about taxes later, there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, so... Definitely investigate Roth opportunities, whether it's inside your retirement plan or outside. There's some loopholes you can you can do to to put that money in after tax. And if you want to investigate that more with Ryan, again, you can call four seven zero five zero eight zero five zero eight. One more now, if, if Roth the Roth conversation maybe is becoming a regret that's happening less and less, this last one we're going to finish with is probably one that's happening more and more. And that's keeping kids on the payroll for way too long. It, it's, again, kind of goes back to that college tuition discussion of, of wanting to help out. But, you know, with more and more kids moving back in with their parents for a little while in the sandwich generation, you have more and more people talk to you about this regret, right? Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's Lines have to be drawn in the sand. Uh, I kind of think back to my situation. So I did live, live in my parents' house for a while. Um, I was a broke minor league baseball player. So I was making nothing, especially during the off season. I made zero because I had to get an off season job by waiting tables. So I did, I did live at home for a while. So my parents were gracious with that. They knew I was chasing my dream and maybe that's the case with the kids maybe staying at home, but more times than not, that's not the case. Um, <laughs> I've heard too many stories from clients, but it, hmm. you, you need to set expectations. Maybe they do pay rent. Maybe they pay you something while you're at home. They're not just completely freeloading on you because, again, you may have aging parents at home as well. Uh, they can stay on your um, health insurance until age 26, which I think is crazy. Um, get them off of that. My goodness, get them off your cell phone bill. You know, there's certain things you're like, you got to unhook the wagon and let them let them be. I understand 
incomes may be less, cost of living is more, so it's maybe difficult to kind of get on their own two feet, but you got to do it. You got to prepare them for that and set those expectations early on because it's happened. It, I hear it more and more and more in my meetings. Aging parents are living at home with them or they're having to find solutions for them. And you got kids coming back from college living at home as well. Short term, hey, I get it. But sometimes that short term turns into years and they need to they need to go on because there's only one way to fund your retirement, and that is what you save. Um, there's no government program that's going to take you through retirement. Obviously, I get Social Security is a government program, but please don't let that be your only income for uh, for retirement. And uh, get rid of kids, that let, get them off the payroll, and uh, be 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 great parents, but from afar. Hmm. Yeah, it's tough to do, but you know the kids will figure it out, and they'll be better off for it too. In most cases, so. Again, one last regret to go through, but the best uh, way to avoid making these money mistakes is by having a plan, sitting down with a, a professional that can do this. Ryan is a retirement income certified professional. He's uh, happy to sit with you, a member of his team as well, can do that at Black Oak. But biggest thing is having a plan in place to help you avoid these mistakes. Lean on the experience that Black Oak has to help you do that. Uh, Ryan, I got a question I want to throw your way today from Alexis. My grandmother died recently and left me a substantial sum of money. I'm only 29, and it's more money than I've ever had before, so I don't want to be an idiot with it. What should I do with this money so that I'm not mad at myself 40 years from now when I'm trying to retire? Hey, she's trying to avoid that regret. I was going to say, look, like uh, point number two that we hmm. talked about today. Um, thanks, Alexis, for teeing that up as well. So that's awesome. You're mature beyond your years, uh, 29 years old, and um, I, I'm s sorry uh, that your that your grandmother passed away, and she did leave you with a gift, and so you are wanting to be responsible for that gift. So that's awesome. Uh, obviously, uh, you didn't put how much money was in there, but so you know, substantial sum of money. That's different for everybody. That could be 50 grand. That could be a half million. It could be more, but obviously, it sounds like it's probably more than the 50 grand, uh, because you're thinking, Hey, uh, 40 years from now, I don't want to be mad at myself. Cause I bought a new car and just spent every dime of it, but making a plan for it is awesome. I mean, if you have any, any consumer debt, Alexis, then get rid of it done, be done with it, whatever it is, whether it's student loan debt, car, credit card, get rid of it. Um, it, anything left over, make, make a plan for that. If you want to, purchase something that, you know, there's, it's okay if you want to do that, but if you don't, you can invest that money. You can put it away. You can make a down payment on a house if you're not a homeowner now. So there's plenty of things that you can allocate it to that would not be a voice of regret down the road. You just submitting that question already tells me that you're going to make a plan for it. So you're going to be in good shape. Um, again, talk to someone, talk to us, talk to another advisor, whatever it may be, talk to somebody a CPA. Um, you know, you, you want to get this stuff straight. I don't know if you have a family, Alexis, so maybe an estate planning attorney needs to come into play as well. But you want to have kind of those main three people in your corner. You want a financial advisor, a estate planning attorney, and a good CPA. If you got those three things in your three entities in your corner, then you're going to be in good shape. Yeah, very good question. And uh, again, sorry for your loss. All right, let's finish out today's episode with a little bit of wisdom from, from Ben Franklin. How about this quote for you, Ryan? It still holds up uh, many years later. But if you wish to be wealthy, think of saving as well as getting. Yeah, that's so true now. That's even more true. 
yeah <laughs> now than when when he said it and whenever he said it but uh, obviously Ben Ben Franklin has many of uh, quotes that continue to be true even even now being a former US history teacher um, covered a lot of his life uh, when I taught that to my students so yeah wishing if you wish to be wealthy think of savings as well as getting so most people think yeah so man Alexis this even goes back to you um, yeah. you're just like the cornerstone of our show Alexis <laughs> but so she's she's the tail end of that quote. She is, uh, or, or excuse me, the beginning or the middle of that quote is talking about savings. It's, it's so many people think about, I want to get this, I want to get this, I want to get this. I mean, my kids, my God, nine and 12 years old, that's all they think about because yeah. the concept of saving is just not in their DNA yet. I, I, I keep preaching it, but it hasn't, it's going to be a while before that sinks <laughs> in. But yeah, so many people, we just think about what we can get, what we can get, what we can get, and not about the savings aspect. So if you if you would think more of the savings aspect, you will get. Uh, it's just that delayed gratification that a lot of people in this society cannot do. So Ben Franklin, thank you for that quote, because it uh, speaks so true now. Yep, very good quote and a good uh, good thought to kind of leave you with as we close out Perfect Game Retirement this week. And if you have questions for Ryan, want to maybe improve your saving and make sure you're on the right track for retirement again, go to blackoakam.com or give him a call at 470-508-0508. All right, Ryan, we'll have a good Thanksgiving and uh, good holidays, and we'll be back uh, pretty soon with another show. But until then, take care. Yep, you as well. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledner, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.